Welcome to Mysteries, Myths, and Legends. I'm Taylor. I'm Savannah. And welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy October. Woo! Spooky month is finally here, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's officially my birthday month. It's officially Savannah's month. It's officially Halloween for real, for real now. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. We love we to get see to, it. Um, and also, like, I'm sort of celebrating my birthday like like I, this happens every month where it's like or every october where it's like my birthday's not until the end of the month mm-hmm. so i get to celebrate the for, whole month yeah nice see yours you don't really get that privilege no i get like one day because my yeah. birthday is on the first of august so yeah, you know, it's yeah so then it, it's but really like, this year you know i had like two solid weeks of birthday fun this year yeah yeah yeah. that's true that's true so that was fun also weird is cooking dinner and my hands i just want everybody to know smell like all i can smell right now is garlic because i just chopped up some garlic <laughs> and i hate that for me yes i washed my hands no it did not help yeah it yeah, never sometimes, does yeah you just can't <laughs> get that out you can't but it'll be worth it in the end mm-hmm. um also so as you all know we record these far ahead of time so as we are recording right now Hurricane Ian is about to hit me and Savannah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in a couple hours, probably. So I we have been hurricane prepping um, all evening. I have. I had to deconstruct my trampoline. So that was fun in the pouring down rain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But hopefully it doesn't hit too bad. But, you know, just got to be prepared in case it does. Yeah, I didn't really have that much stuff I had to get ready for for mm-hmm. this storm i don't know i'm hoping it's just like a normal storm yeah for sure with like a little extra wind or something i don't know for sure they're I'm just trying... like, i live really close to the ocean yeah. and they're saying that there could be like four to six feet of storm surge so if it flies that much you know that's not good for me yeah i mean i'm trying not to be too scared <laughs> me too i'm trying um like schools are canceled tomorrow yeah like yeah. I know I'm. You know. I'm still debating on if I'm going to work or not. Yeah, luckily I work from home, so they. I well, not unluckily. Luckily and unluckily, because I have yeah. to work tomorrow. But yeah. Well, I mean, if I go to work, it's like a thirty-minute drive. Honestly, you should maybe not go to work. See, that's what I'm kind of thinking. Because that's because da- I was supposed to um, drive to Winston tomorrow, and yeah. I don't want to drive in the middle of the hurricane. So yeah. Exactly. And I know in the morning it probably will be fine. But then I'm worried about driving home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the worry. Because that's when it's really going to be bad. Like I could leave early, but it's like, what time is this all going to start? You know? Yeah. And we don't, we literally don't even know. That's the worst part about it. Because like you don't know, anything can change in like the matter of seconds with a hurricane. Yeah. So, you know, it's just a little stressful. I think you're convincing me that maybe I should just stay home. Yeah. I think that you should genuinely. Just because, like, what, you'd rather be safe than sorry, mm-hmm, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, and I, I almost brought my, I almost brought my laptop home too, and I have. didn't <laughs> because I was like, well, what if I lose power at home that I wouldn't even be able to work anyway? Well, you that's know? very true. That's very true. So, <sighs> adult problems. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, like home owners, like issues. Like yes. protecting your home. Yes, it's new. It's, scary. it's new and it's scary. It's so scary. <laughs> like I'm not trying to lose my roof. And I live at the beach, so you know, that's dangerous. Right. And I feel like living with your parents, it's so much easier to like just not be scared. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, it's fine. They got it. Like they totally exactly. got it. Yeah, like they can they can take care of it for yeah. me. <laughs> like for sure. I do not have it. Like if if my roof blows off, I'm gonna just stand there and look at it. Like I don't yeah, it's like 
Who do, do I call? Do? What do I like? Yeah, what do I do? Don't know. Not manifesting that for myself, you know. Just yeah. Anyways, um, uh, we'll we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll be don't fine. yeah. Don't worry about us. <laughs> You're just hearing <laughs> our fears in the moment of this actually <laughs> happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I think the worst that'll happen is we lose power. Yeah. For sure. And we can deal with that. Yeah. I mean, I might lose like a plant or something outside, like the wind might take yeah might break something. oh actually i have my um i have a lavender plant outside and i brought it into my shed so oh hopefully. good good i have so too many plants to bring inside and i'm scared of the bugs so mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know they're just gonna have to take one or they're gonna have to survive yeah <laughs> out there but yeah anyways aside from the hurricane talk rate and review us on apple podcast and spotify please mm-hmm. and thank you but i don't really have any other intro topics for today what about you? Yeah, no, we can we can stop talking about our, our hurricane troubles. <laughs> yeah, our worries in life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get into some ghosts. Let's do it. Spooky time. Um, okay, so I have a, I have a haunted location. Yay! So this is the Orpheum Theater in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Okay, so crazy enough, I think I've heard of this before. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think. Interesting. Um, it is historic um, and haunted. So there's Perfect. that. Perfect. We love that. Um, they hosted concerts and theater productions since 1913 when they um, had, I think they first opened them. Mm-hmm. I might be making it up. I think in 1913, yeah. Yeah. Um. And one source said that it seats up to 1,000 people, and another source said 688, so I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, and then on the theater's website, it says that they have 686 seats. Okay. Um, and, like, a separate theater room with room for 450 more people, so. Okay, so total 1,000. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the two spaces are connected by a lobby and concessions area, um, and they also have an outdoor patio. So that's Fancy. Cool. Um, so like you can kind of picture this area. It's just like it's a it's a nice theater um, with a good amount of space, you know. Yeah. Um, Sounds bougie. Mm-hmm. No, it it definitely is bougie. When I continue to tell you more about it, yeah, it's it's pretty bougie. Um, it was actually constructed to house vaudeville shows. Mm-hmm. So do you know what that is? Yeah. But okay. explain it for those who don't. Yeah. So, like, I didn't even really... I didn't really know what that meant. Like, mm-hmm. I think we might have talked about that before. Yeah, I think we... Maybe. Maybe. But, like, I, I like, had to look it up because I was like, I really don't know what this is supposed to mean. But <laughs> basically, vaudeville shows are, like, a variety of different shows like live acts mm-hmm. um and i i like looked up videos and they're they're kind of cool to watch because they're just like these like old videos of yeah. people doing stuff and it's like okay so um one of the big categories in vaudeville shows would be like animals doing tricks mm-hmm. which is like you know now we have like laws in place and stuff sure. that allow like that you know you have to treat these animals right and you can't really put them on display like this anymore thank god you know 
We have those rules today, yeah. No, honestly. Um, because some of the things, it was kind of cool watching, but also at the same time, I was like, this could not happen today. Oh, no. Um, there was a monkey that was riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe that would happen today. See, I mean, I don't know. Um, and then they had a dog jumping rope with, oh. like, one one person on one end of the jump rope, like, spinning it. And then the other end was the monkey spinning it. <laughs> and then the dog jumping. Honestly, vaudeville shows are just America's Got Talent, like, today. See, honestly, a little bit. Um, they also had an elephant on the stage in, in the show that I watched. Wow. wow. Yeah. And it was, on like, doing stage. random things, like, ringing a bell. It, it They made it dance. Mm-hmm. That's so um, cute. I feel so bad because I went to circuses when I was little, and now I just feel bad for even going. But, like, I love going to meet the elephants. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I went to the circus and stuff, too, um, but that was just, like, you know, it's in, like, preschool and stuff. You can't really... For sure. Yeah, it doesn't count. Your parents... Yeah, it doesn't count. They bring you to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't even know if they still do that. No, they like, don't. The elephants they still? don't. No. no. Yeah. Um... And I, I'm pretty sure with, like, these vaudeville acts, like, they're not, like, the audience is close to the state. Oh, God. You know? It's just danger all around. Yeah, exactly. For everyone and anything involved. Exactly. Um, so, besides the, like, animals doing tricks, there's also, like, physical acts. Like, um, there was, um, in the one that I was watching, there's, like, a man got on the stage and was, like, flexing his muscles. <laughs> <laughs> typical and yeah like i think he did like a backflip too oh okay, wow cool <laughs> um there's like magicians and like random comedy acts love those two things um like more like physical comedy though like people like running around like doing falling. things funny yeah i guess so um and there was also like like imagine a set and there's like some doors that you can open on the set and they're just like running through them yeah i don't know yeah doing, yeah, like, yeah. Comedy I, things I can with, picture it yeah yeah with like props and stuff mm-hmm. um so anyways that's like sort of a vaudeville show um that's, that's what this place was sort of made for um just random stuff like that and i mm-hmm. think there was like you know back doors and stuff for the animals to get in because they would have animals on stage yeah um, and it actually cost 63 thousand two hundred dollars to build this theater oh wow that's a lot which is over a million dollars in today's money yeah i was gonna say back then that's that's a lot of money yeah and according to one source tickets were five dollars when it first opened which is about can you guess how much it would be today um like a hundred dollars 150 i was close yeah that's a lot yeah so this is this was the bougie theater that was extremely boot. That's like Broadway. Yeah, yeah. That's like a in, literal Broadway ticket. In Sioux Falls, South Dakota. <laughs> wow, wow, South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they, um, yeah. Like at first they were this vaudeville theater show, and then it turned into like a movie theater in the twenties. Um, and it housed performances of the Sioux Falls Community Playhouse in the 50s. Um, and then the playhouse, like, they bought the theater. 
and produce five plays per season in the theater. Nice. Like every year. And Love I think that. they still own it and still do that, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to their website and they're they're putting on a show, Young um, Frankenstein. Oh, I love Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, the theater also hosts many like other events, so like concerts, private parties, plays, musicals, school functions, and like other community events. Um, so there's there's a good amount of people in here on the daily, mm-hmm. um, and it's haunted, as I said earlier. Yay. We love but there's only one real ghost. Oh, what? Yeah. And the ghost's name is Larry. Larry, my man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Larry has been around since 1959, and he is a ghost in his mid-30s. Oh, okay. I was expecting an old man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Okay, Larry. I- yeah, I, I still, like, even though I say mid-30s, I still kind of imagine. <laughs> An old man, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so there's, like, a bunch of theories on who he is. There's actually no real evidence of anybody named Larry, like, dying. Oh, wow. <laughs> or, like, nobody's really looked into it, I guess. But mm-hmm. there's, like, theories of who this guy was. Hey. So, <clears throat> um. first of all, like, he might have died before 1959 because, like, that's just when he first started like haunting the place but he um could have been around before then and nobody saw him or something you know yeah um and like some of these theories would have been before then Mm -hmm. so one of them is that he was a construction man who died building the theater oh so that could be it um some people say that he was an actor who actually committed suicide when he um, failed to get a part. Um, oh. Or he committed suicide because he was rejected by a lover. Oh, rejected by a lover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another theory that he was having an affair with a married woman and was killed in the balcony by a jealous husband. Very scandalous. Yeah. Um, uh, or maybe he was just murdered in the balcony for, like, a different reason, you know? (laughs) Yeah, any reason, really. Yeah, um, and another theory is that maybe he was a stagehand killed in a tragic accident during one of the vaudeville shows. True. That could be easily the case. Yeah, like, honestly, any of these Yeah, really, truly. So, not really sure. Not really sure on that. Um... But in the theater, people will feel pockets of cold air and, like, just a feeling of being watched, mm-hmm. which is creepy. Um, and people have claimed to see blue lights, um, and especially in the balcony area. Oh, that's, oh, that just gave me the chills. Mm-hmm. I love a haunted theater. It's, like, one of my favorite places. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the fact that they do, like, school events and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. I just imagine, like, growing up going to this theater and then you, like, know that there's a ghost there. Yeah, that's I don't know, so I would, fun. I feel like I would just want to be, like, friends with it, you know? Yeah, so actually, no, listen, a little sidebar. I was a theater kid, still am, but, like, when I was, like, doing theater, our theater was haunted because somebody actually did die on the theater, like, in my middle school. Oh. And some really weird stuff happened. 
I'll have to get some ghost stories together and tell that some other time. But Yes, you have to. Yeah, some really weird stuff happened. Hmm. So I know all about a haunted theater, and it is fun. Hmm. Well, okay. Well, I guess we'll come back to that later. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so I have a few stories of some encounters with Larry. Okay, Larry. So this first one is about Larry and Ray. So one night in October of 1959... An actor named Ray was alone in the theater rehearsing for an upcoming play. Um, his script called for him to look up at the balcony. Um, so he looked up and he saw a growing, pulsating blue light. Ew. Yeah, with a male apparition in the center. Oh, that's yeah. so scary. Mm-hmm. And see, it gets even scarier. The apparition was either pointing at him or waving him up to the balcony. Oh, no, no, no. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Ray had, like, he supposedly had some psychic abilities, which oh. I didn't really get much more information on, but it just mentioned that. Okay. Um, so Larry could have been calling him up to the balcony to try to communicate better with him. That's true. Um, but yeah, I guess people are saying that Ray was a psychic or something. I don't know. Um, but Ray, he felt a cold air blast that felt was it felt like it was from an open freezer door, mm-hmm. which is, you know, not fun. No. Um, I mean, maybe someone just opened the door because it was October, you know. Yeah. It could have been cold air yeah, from outside. Yeah, definitely. But also could have been a ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray left immediately after this and locked the door. <laughs> me, Ray. Honestly, that is so me. Uh-huh. And Larry, he felt like he was rejected. Oh, Larry. Yeah. He was and he, just But scared. he, see, he got mad, though. Larry, calm down. The, <laughs> <laughs> the next day, all the fuses were blown. Oh, my God. He got so mad. Yeah, in the theater. Even though they were newly wired, too. Mm-hmm. So, it's not Larry, good. calm down, man. Yeah, it gets a little bit worse, too. So, a, there was a sandbags um, in the theater, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I feel like you always see those in, in movies and yeah, stuff so falling. Yeah, like curtains and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, a sandbag from the stage fell on Ray. Oh, my God, Ray. Mm-hmm. It fell once during dress rehearsal and during opening night. Are you serious? That's no coincidence. I'm so sorry. That's no coincidence. I know. I know. And it knocked Ray out both times. Oh, my God. Yeah, they are really heavy. Yeah. And, like, the stage crew had took precautions and it, like, it still fell and hit him. Wow. That's... So. Larry, calm down. Ray did not do that on purpose. Right. Like, I don't know what his problem is. <laughs> he's just, he's angry, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's, I mean, when whenever they say, like, oh, they took precautions and it still happened, it's just, like, it's a little fishy. And, and it happened twice, both times to Ray. That's not a yeah, coincidence. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, we do have another encounter story. Oh. That I can get into. So, uh, this is about Larry and Jack. So, in 1972, so a little bit later, a few years after um, this first encounter, um, he was a technical director 
um, getting the theater stage ready for a children's production that was going to start rehearsals the next day. Um, Jack was sweeping the stage um, from like the left of the stage to the right and while he was sweeping he heard a sound behind him which is you know not not too fun Mm-mm. nope when you think you're in an empty nope. theater <laughs> nope <laughs> so he looked behind him and saw a picture this it was the size of a postage stamp though um, um of an old man who looked to be from the late 1890s okay um, in his 30s okay and he had a beard and rosy cheeks hi larry a picture the size of a stamp was it floating mid-air or like what no i i think it was just on the ground oh okay but i don't know why it was so small (laughs) maybe it was like something he kept in his wallet yeah maybe something like that weird um he uh yeah jack turned on the stage lights and looked around to see who could have dropped the picture, but nobody was there, of course. Of course. Um, and, like, just remember, like, he's sweeping the floor. So, like, he would have seen it. 100%. You know, this was, this was behind him. So. Yeah. Um, so he looked around. Nobody was there. And so he, he's like, okay, whatever. And he put the picture on the light board. Okay. And then he felt he felt a cloud of like coldness settle over him, mm-hmm. and then he left the building feeling pretty spooked. <laughs> Literally, I'm freaked out, and I'm nowhere near South Dakota. Yeah, nor the Orpheum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and nobody knows who the man in the picture is, but most people assume it's a picture of Larry. What is it still there? The picture. Um, actually, it was on the light board for a while, but then it mysteriously disappeared. Mm. He wanted it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. He's like, this is the only picture I have of myself. Right. Guys. He's like, stop hogging it. I wanted <laughs> to show you what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> stop hogging it. <laughs> hmm Yeah. So, the theater is still haunted to this day, um, but contact with Larry is pretty rare. No. Larry, come out and play. he's like taylor i'm tired okay it's been so long right exactly like (laughs) all he wants to do is sit back and relax and watch these plays you know honestly larry i feel the same way Mm -hmm. yeah honestly i feel like you would haunt a theater 100 percent. if i just watch all the plays listen if i could haunt a theater that's my dream that mm-hmm. is my actual dream. That would be fun, honestly. Because <laughs> so fun. You get to watch the plays and all the like the rehearsals, the drama. Like the drama. You, know? you could mess with people in the audience. Have all these yeah, fun stories. Too. Like mm-hmm. it's giving Phantom of the Opera. And yes. that's why I love it so much. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean that's it with, with Larry there. Um Larry. Yeah. I wish I had Larry's... I was going to say I wish I had Larry's life, but he's not alive. <laughs> so, <laughs> Right. And he doesn't seem to be that active either. Wait, so is the Orpheum still open as a, like a theater today, like a movie theater? Or what kind of theater is it open as today? Uh, they do plays. Can we please just one day go? I'm trying to talk That's to Larry. so I far. I mean, maybe. Okay, yeah. 
But like, isn't okay? So here's what my justification isn't the Mount Rushmore in South Dakota. God, I don't know why I even asked you that question. <laughs> I think that it is though, and I think that we might be the one. Both of ourselves. I think that might be the one geographical thing that I know. Um, and now I'm doubting myself, but I'm pretty sure it's in South Dakota. So I think that we because I've also always wanted to see Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I think that we should go. It is. Okay, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I it's know. It's in South Dakota. Look at me. I'm suddenly a geography whiz. Who, what can I say? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. Well, I would love to go see a play there. Also, the Orpheum. Wait. I know. I know exactly where I've heard of the Orpheum before. <laughs> That's so funny. It just came back to me. Okay. Is it Scooby-Doo again? It's not Scooby-Doo. <laughs> it's not Scooby-Doo for once. It's actually the new Pretty Little Liars um, original sin <gasps> show. Oh, my God. And now that I think about it, I think that they based the Orpheum in the show off of the real Orpheum. Because oh it's a movie. It's like a movie theater slash play theater. And, like, one of the girls worked there. So I love that. <laughs> maybe they did. That's interesting. I was wondering where I heard it. I just, like, hmm. I knew. Yeah. But wow. Well, I love that. And I would, I can't wait to see pictures of it too. Because I bet it's still bougie. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Very bougie. Well, um, switching gears a little bit, I guess, into my story. Um, I promise I'm going to take a break from cryptids after this week. But I just had to do one more for you specifically, Savannah. Okay. That's why I had to do okay. this. So this week I have the legend of the Hopkinsville goblins. Dun, oh my dun, gosh. Dun. The goblins. The goblins. Okay, so once again, when we were at Mothman, there were so many like like vendors who had all this stuff about all kinds of cryptids. Like I have a list of cryptids for days that I could do stories on. Um and so this actually, Savannah, you got a, an iron on patch that said Goblin Squad, and we knew mm-hmm. that it meant something, you know, like we knew it meant like some kind of a cryptid story out there somewhere, but we didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you that it is the Hop- Hopkinsville Goblins. Um, I love that. See, I, yeah, like I definitely knew it was something, but I just picked it up because it looked cool. Yeah, no, for sure. It does um, look cool. It looks yeah. really cool. So I thought I would tell you the story so you can know where your iron, what what yeah. it means when you wear the patch. Yeah, like hopefully <laughs> I, I like this story. No, you're going to like it. this story. You're going to okay. like this story. This story Good. is crazy. Okay. okay. So let's see here. Um. Okay, so I am calling the story the Hopkinsville Goblins. Also, that is such a tongue twister for me because I want to say Hobgoblins from whatever that's from. Yeah. But no. Anyway, so it's called the Hopkinsville Goblins, but um, actually the story is more widely known as the Kelly Hopkinsville Encounter. Um, Or even lesser known, the Kelly Green Men case, which both of those names are boring. So that's why I named it what I did. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So... (laughs) Anyway, um, UFologists actually regard this case, like, as one of the most significant and well-documented cases in the history of UFO incidents. Oh, So that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, And so, okay, let's just jump right in. Let me set the scene for you. It is August 21st, 1955 in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Okay, so... Um, on this night, there were a group of people, and there were five adults and seven kids, and they arrived at the Hopkinsville police station, claiming that they that 
a small group of alien creatures from a spaceship were attacking the, their farmhouse. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Why is this why is this like <laughs> reminding me of what you were talking about last week too? Okay. This story has so much to do with what I did last week, which is why I'm so glad I I knew I had to cover it cuz basically this is a part 2. Yeah. Um to last huh. week's story. So honestly, you probably need to go listen to that first if you didn't. It's literally the last episode. So Yeah. Um, what a huge statement to start out with, am I right? <laughs> These small alien creatures in a spaceship were attacking us. Um, so, throwing it back. This family, they're having a little party. Um, you know, a little, just a small get-together with some family and friends. And one of the guests, Billy Ray Taylor, not Billy Ray Cyrus, sadly. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> he had um, left the house to go get some water from the well. And he claims that he saw a very stereotypical flying saucer fly across the sky as he was getting his water. And Hmm. so he, like, watched it fly, and he watched it land about half a mile away from the house. So, obviously, this man gets his water, and he runs back to the house, tells everybody what he saw. But everybody just kind of laughed it off, and some of them even made fun of him. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, honestly... I would believe somebody if they told me that, but I feel like most people would laugh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, they continue to party. They're like, we don't care about the aliens. Um, But nearly an hour later, the family dog actually starts going a little crazy. Um, Like, really wanting to go outside, like, but didn't need to go outside. Like, shouldn't have to go outside. But he was, like, scratching at the door. So, they went to investigate. And they describe that they saw, like, when they got to the door... Um, like a bunch, like they don't even give a number, just like a bunch of them, small creatures, all being around three feet tall with very pointed ears and they all stood upright. Um, and so I don't know how many, like a lot is, but I'm assuming at least more than five. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, but who knows? It could be like 20. Like, I don't know. That's so... (laughs) Okay, just imagine this happening to you. Like, like right. Also, you kind of live in the middle of nowhere, like, on this big farm. So, like, your neighbors aren't really close. I would, first of all, this is giving a movie premise, like, is what it's giving me. But if I saw little goblin aliens outside my window, I don't know what I would do. I'd probably just lock myself in my house. Yeah, like, I'd just be scared. I'd be, like, I'd be scared. I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't there. try. I probably wouldn't try to go outside. Even though I want to be abducted, I wouldn't want to come face to face with a little goblin. Right. <laughs> you definitely. know what I'm saying? I'm just picturing them at my back door, which is like Ew. all glass. Oh, God, Savannah. I can't even think about it. See? Like, I, that's like what I started picturing. Out of the woods. I was like, oh, my God. Like, or, you can't really escape that. You'd have to, like, yeah. go run into a different room or something. I don't know. Oh, gosh. That's so scary. Ew. Um, ew. Just disgusting. Well, it's not going to get any better. Let me tell you that. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> They also describe them as having really thin limbs, very long arms, and claw-like hands. So, and okay, also, the weirdest part. They are described as being, like, silvery in color, or at least wearing something, like, silvery. Um, which, we'll get into that a little bit later. So, just remember, this original account said that they are silver. Okay. Um... They also said that their movements seem to, like, defy gravity. Like, they would almost be able to, like, float above the ground and, like, appear in high places really quickly. Oh. So, that's a little weird. 
Um, and they also apparently walked with like this weird swaying motion as if they were like wading through water, even though they definitely weren't. Oh. Which is kind of disgusting. <laughs> like, Wait, I can't... so they have like a different Walk. sort of gravity? Like, yeah, like, the, yes, like they are on a different gravity field is what it seems to at least that's what this family said. So, they claim to the police <laughs> that they were able to hold off these aliens with gunfire for what they say was almost four hours. Four hours? That's what they say. <laughs> That's what they say. So, um, two of the adults, Elmer Sutton and Billy Ray Taylor, claimed that they had been shooting at the, oh, it does say, 12 to 15 short, dark figures who were popping up and down in the doorways and the windows of their house. No. And that they were shooting at them for almost four hours. 12 to 15 little goblins. That's disgusting. Oh, my God. No. That's like a really big fear, actually. (laughs) No, no, your new fear is just goblins. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I didn't really think about a goblin like that. But, ew. Like, I don't like the thought of, like, something that little. Because I feel like they can, like, run around me quicker. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, they can pull. Especially because they have, like, a different gravity field. Yeah, even worse. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Even worse. Um, so, obviously, the police are concerned for many reasons after they hear the story. But most importantly, they were like, okay, if y'all really have been shooting guns for nearly four hours, like, m- maybe somebody got hurt. So, like, let's go to the house. Like, we want to make sure everybody's okay, you know, at the house. And so, four city police officers, five state troopers... Three deputy sheriffs and four military police from a nearby, like, U.S. Army fort all meet up at this family's farmhouse. That's a lot. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. And that makes me even believe it more that they were that concerned that they were going to bring, like, 30 people out. I mean, true, but what if they were just bringing all those people out there because they were just shooting guns? Yeah. That's true. That's very good. But, like, would they? But would they? That's not, especially because, like, they live on a farm. I feel like this, like, it's in Kentucky. I feel like they don't care if they're shooting guns. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. I mean, but, like, for that long. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's definitely concerning. But I would think maybe more, like, bring ambulances more than police officers. But, you know, who knows? Um. So, anyway, yeah, they meet up at this farmhouse, which is in the town of Kelly, Kentucky. Um, and they did a very intensive search of the property. But the only evidence they could find were, like, the hundreds and hundreds of bullet holes made in the house and around the house and in the trees around the house. Like, just everywhere. Bullet holes and bullets and casings. Everywhere. That's just crazy. But no sign of anything else. No evidence of anything else. Um, so, the officers chalked it up to the family being crazy. They were like, honestly, there was a party. Like, maybe y'all were drinking. You just, like, thought you saw some little goblins. I don't know. They were like, whatever. Um, so the next day after the incident, the neighbors of the family, so they did have neighbors, but they, you know, they were a little far. Um, but the neighbors of the family actually went to the police. Um, well, they didn't go to the police. The police came there to like, you know, check up on the family and make sure they were okay. Um, and when they didn't get anybody at the door, that's when they went to the neighbors and they told them, um, that the family had packed up and left for good when the creatures had returned to their house at 3.30 a.m. that morning. What? And they moved. They left. What? They left permanently. Okay. How did the neighbors know? They were just awake? Well, I assume that they told them. 
Yeah. Okay. Like, or like they watched them, like, you know, move their stuff out and then went over to ask. Listen. Wait, so they, they didn't even just get up and leave. They, they, they packed. packed their yeah, stuff. Yeah. They packed, I guess, the, like, necessities and left at 3.30 a.m. What? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's scary. Like, that's, like, that, it really scared them that much. Um, so, um, this family's claims, it got a lot of coverage, like, in local and even national news at the time. Um, and early articles, okay, early articles went along fully with the family's story, right? Describe them just as the family, um, does. But as it, like, as the story grew and grew, people kind of, like, morphed the story as they do, you know? And because... People were theorizing that these, instead of, like, goblins or whatever, they, people were like, this is, these are aliens. Um, Mm -hmm. And because, like, the typical alien, like, features at the time was, like, a green man, they started calling them the green men. Even though they they were never green, the family said that they were silver slash gray, which is, like, a typical alien that we know now, you know. Mm -hmm. But this was a long time ago. So... Even though, like, the whole story and everybody pretty much in the world calls them, like, the green goblins. And I also think that your patch even is a green goblin. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but actually they're gray. So. See, okay. <laughs> gray, but gray aliens, if we go to gray aliens. Yeah. They're, like. Tall. Yeah, like, they're tall yeah. and, like, thin, right? And these guys are, like, short. Yeah, so I actually think that this is, like, a different kind of alien. Um. Because these are not actually gray. They said that they are silvery metallic. Okay, well. So, like, I just called gray just because, you know, they're not green. They're more yeah. gray than green. Um, so. But, yeah, I think it's a different species of alien, personally, me. Um, hmm. But now, for some explanations as to what they could be, if not aliens or goblins. Um, some psychologists named Rodney Schmaltz and Scott... Linenfield, um, cite the event as an example of pseudoscience and an extraordinary claim. So these scientists seem to believe that the adults like may have just been intoxicated and thinking they saw something. And once the kids heard about it, they took it and ran, if you know what I mean. That like kind of caused this like once one person said something, it kind of caused this like group hysteria within them. Mm. And so that's what like psychologists believe happened. But I don't know because... I mean, listen, we've been drunk. I never have I ever thought I've seen goblins and then proceeded to shoot all around my house for four hours. I mean, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, they must have not been drinking alcohol if that's what they were yeah. drinking. Maybe now. something. Something. <laughs> something I never witnessed now. So, um, you know, I don't really know if I believe that story that much. Like, maybe. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Right. So... Last week in the Flatwoods Monster episode, um, I talked about this guy named Joe Nickel who works for the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry, and um, basically he said that the Flatwoods Monster was an owl, and that was his, you know, statement over that if you Mm -hmm. didn't listen to it. Well, Joe studied this case, and he claims that the family could have misidentified a great horned owl instead. Okay, why? Was there 10 to 12 of them? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Actually, it was 12 to 15 of them. Okay, And yeah. so is he saying that it's one owl and they're just thinking they're seeing 12 to 15? Or is he saying that there's 12 to 15 owls? Because I would exactly. maybe believe one. 
But also, I just don't think, I just think people know what an owl looks like. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. I just feel like we've been talking about owls. Like, you can, even if it's a big owl, it still looks like an owl. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? And, like, having that many owls is concerning. <laughs> right. For sure. Like, that's a problem. If it is owls, that's a problem. Yeah, that's, it's like, it's still weird. So, I mean. Regardless, right, right. Um, so this man, you know, he just loves to claim that every single answer is just owl. Yeah, owl is the answer like, to life. He's just really into owls. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> um, so French ufologist, um, Renaud Leclerc, hopefully, I don't know, I doubt I said that right. But, um, he also argued that the best explanation is the great horned owl because the way that they move is like extremely quickly. And he's like... Basically, the only evidence that proves that it is an owl is the fact that it was, like, appearing in very high up places very quickly. And apparently, that's something that the great horned owl does. Um, But that still doesn't explain, like, if we're talking about one or 12 to 15 of them, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I I just don't understand. Um, So, what is also interesting about this is that Project Blue Book agents were called out to investigate the situation just as they were the Flatwoods monster situation. And they determined that this entire case was a hoax and that the family was just lying for fame. And I'm like, okay, government, that's exactly what you would say if you found aliens. You know what I'm saying? Project Blue Book is the alien project, in case you missed last week or any other time we've talked about it. So, in my opinion, they would say that if it was or wasn't aliens. So, like, we can't trust what they say at all. Yeah, they would say that either way. Exactly, exactly. But also, like, why would they move just for fame? Right? That's what I'm saying. They, like, moved their whole life. Like, they they are gone. They were gone. And they didn't want to talk about it. And, like, they did not do it for fame, okay? They just simply yeah. did not. Plus, there I was a lot. It that. wasn't just a family. It was a family and, like, a bunch of different friends. So, like, if it was a family, like, maybe I would believe it's a hoax. But I'm sure they weren't just sitting around at this family dinner being like, all right, let's pull a hoax on this town. Let's say, let's, goblins. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like that's such a weird thing to make up. Yeah. I mean, people do it, I guess. I guess. You can always, like, I I don't know. know. It's not impossible, but. Exactly. Um, So, now there is one theory, okay, about, like, what these goblins could really be. And it is truly... It's truly so out there, but it's so fun, so I just really wanted to tell you about it. And now that I am thinking about this, it is such a funny way that our stories are going to connect this week, as they always do. (laughs) You'll see. Um, So, some people believe that these quote-unquote goblins were actually circus monkeys that were wearing leotards. What? What are the odds, first of all, that you would talk about circus monkeys and I would also talk about circus monkeys? Yeah, no, that is funny. That's weird. Um, but yeah, so they thought that maybe instead of goblins, these are monkeys in leotards. Um, so there were rumors that on the same night, close by, there was a circus going on and that allegedly some monkeys had escaped. But there was no proof behind that. Nobody ever found a circus. Like, no evidence has backed this up at all. So, I think people were just saying that for fun. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it went nowhere. Yeah, well, that's just so weird. Oh, no, they're just just monkeys. Like, what? (laughs) You know what a monkey looks like, too. Also, monkeys can't, like, just appear, like, up in the top of a tree. Yeah. Like, not immediately. Like, I really have to think about that one. Like, how did someone think of that? (laughs) 
I wish. I wish I knew. Honestly, mm-hmm. I really do. Um. So okay. Personally, personally, me. I think for this scenario, we have two options. Okay, and the first is that these people. And, okay, also, before I get into this, before I get into this, it is important to know that Hopkinsville, Kentucky, is relatively close to, um, like, Mothman. Relatively. Okay, I didn't write down the mileage, so I don't really know. So, I think that it is possible, it is a possibility that these people might not know what owls look like and are just confusing them for owls. Hmm. But... Is that just a convenient excuse? So, okay. So, one, maybe maybe these people just don't know what an owl looks like. Or, two, everybody and anybody, or specifically the government, um, are, like, saying that it's owls just to cover up the fact that it's actually aliens. Mm-hmm. To, like, hide it. Personally, me, I believe in the alien theory, as we all know this. Um, yeah. Just because, like... I would, I would think maybe, like, a few people could mistake owls for something. But, like, consistently, we're getting different stories all around the, like, world where people are, like, seeing crazy creatures and they're like, no, nah, it's just an owl. Like, guys, we know what owls look like. Mm-hmm. Don't we? And they're not, like, metallic. No, they're not <laughs> metallic and silvery. No. And I just don't know. And also, what about the spaceship, guys? We can't forget about Billy Ray saying he saw the UFO land near right. the house. Right. What about that? What about that? You think he was just drunk? Like, maybe. But he was going to get water. He was sobering up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was at exactly. least trying to balance it out. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. you know, I don't know. Um, I think either way could really be believable. But, Savannah, what is your take on this? I think it's aliens. Because, like... I think it's I aliens too. Know, I don't know how you can explain the metallic. Exactly. Same. You know? Also, and the fact that it's close to like an army fort base, I think uh-huh. that's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. The fact that there's so many of them. Weird. Creepy. I've never heard of like an ambush situation like this before with any cryptid. Right. Like just a bunch of them. And, 15 of them. Okay. And they kept shooting and nothing was left behind. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Like what about their tracks? Like they were on the ground. What about their yeah, ship? What yeah. about anything? There's no scratches or claw marks anywhere. There had to be. They said their hands were like spooky. claws, talons. Hmm. All I know is that it ain't adding up. The math ain't mathin' for yeah. this case. But that is the legend of the Hopkinsville goblins slash yeah. aliens. See. I don't know, man. It's alien. See, yeah, and now I have a patch that says Goblin Squad. Goblin Squad. Goblins. We're part of the Goblin Squad. So Savannah is the 16th member of the Goblin Squad. <laughs> she will be raiding the next house with the goblins. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Allegedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but definitely go check out our Instagram to see some pictures of some goblins mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. Orpheum. Can't wait to see her, the, her bouginess. Yeah. Have there been, like... Has peop- have people like drawn these these little creatures? Oh, so many, so many renditions. So yeah, I cannot wait to show you. I should have okay. I should have sent you one before, mm-hmm. but didn't think about it. Tragically, mm-hmm. very tragically. But um, hmm. go rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, please. Mm-hmm. And thank you. And still be on the lookout for our Mothman vlog. It's coming slowly yeah. but surely. It will be. Released very soon. 
Yeah, definitely. I'm going to try to do it this weekend if I don't lose power from the hurricane. Facts. <laughs> and also, I just have to say, like, during this whole thing, the wind has really picked up. Like, you could <gasps> definitely hear it. Like, it's really sounding like a train outside. Oh, no. So, you know. See, I'm so I'm scared. I don't like that I'm scared of these, like, things <laughs> that I feel like some people are just so chill about it. And it's they like, are. why can't I be this chill? Because, like, yeah, no, I can't. I cannot be chill about it. Like, I would rather be, like, Scared and overprepared than underprepared. And, that's, yeah, that's true. You know, I don't know. We've just been through but some crazy hurricanes. Like, that's why just, we're scared. Like, yeah, and I just get anxiety over things. Everything? So just, yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> Relatable. Yeah. Relatable. But we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah, Speak we'll be it into fine. existence. Exactly. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. I'm, I'm going to sleep peacefully in this rainstorm. That's all it is. Yeah. A big exactly. old rainstorm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I guess we'll go and, you know, try to protect ourselves from the hurricane. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's really all I have for you this week. What about you, Savannah? Yeah, I think that's it. Okay, well, we will see you guys next week. All right, cue the music. <laughs>